Welcome to the Lore Ladies, two bookish besties working in the animation industry. We are your hosts, Laura and Lauren, known collectively as the Lores. Join us as we talk all things nerdy and entertainment. We discuss books, movies, animated shows, and we'll have occasional guest stars such as talented folks from our industry and authors of your next favorite book. Welcome back to the Lore Ladies. We are here for episode six, holiday movies. Yay, holiday movies. And episode six, dang. Yes, can you believe it? No. Um, I have heard, Lauren, that we actually have some people listening to this. <laughs> we, we actually do. It's incredible. And surprisingly, um, they, we have some worldwide listeners, which is really cool. Oh, awesome. Because um, we're broadcasting from California from Los Angeles, um, but we have listeners as far as the UK, New Zealand, Mexico, Singapore. I thought that was very exciting. So shout out to all of our listeners, Yay. wherever you are. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we're so excited. Please keep listening and definitely, you know, send us messages or interact with us. We'd love to hear what you think and, you know, what you might want to listen to for any future podcasts. So... Yes, definitely. We definitely take suggestions. So <laughs> hit us up. Find us on Instagram. We are on Instagram at Laura Ladies Podcast. We are indeed. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Well, so this one was one I suggested because I just love the pure ridiculousness that is like the quintessential holiday movie. Um not like the good ones, but the ones that are like just there to make you feel good. Um, I would call it like the Hallmark movie, like that genre of Christmas movies. But now we have so much more than Hallmark and like move over Hallmark. We've got Netflix now who is churning out the best and worst holiday movies. So before we jump right into it, because I love this topic so much, and even though, like, when we're recording this, it's not quite Christmas, like, it's Christmas in my heart, uh, what would you call the sweetness rating of this episode, Lauren? Oh, um, you know, I kind of feel like it's just a cup full of icing, like, it's a whole cup of <laughs> icing, but really, really good icing, like, yeah, super buttercreamy. I don't know. Not like the the pre-made cans of ice, like icing. Oh, th oh no. That's okay. terrible. It's no, not like real. homemade, really good vanilla. Oof. <laughs> yeah, like snow. Vanilla, like like snow colored. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that just works. <laughs> cool. So I challenged Lauren, because she's not quite as into the genre as I am, to watch a couple um, holiday films. So Lauren, what did you watch? Um, well, actually, I do love watching these. Do you, every oh, year, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't think I get to watch as many uh, yeah. because of, you know the kids don't let me watch them. Not yet. <laughs> so I have to sneak away, and find my own time to do it. Um, but and this is something that I actually really love doing with my mom every year mm -hmm. is watching um, these holiday fluff movies. Um, but yes, so the first one that I watched was a little bit misleading. It was called the New York. Sorry, not the New York Christmas wedding, and it's grouped in on Netflix with all of the um, all of the other holiday ones. So I just kind of 
took it at face value. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turned out to be much heavier than I expected. Ew, it had some really, no. yeah, <laughs> all right, it had some so- very somber tones, and um, it was also it, uh, okay. It was a good movie, and I did become emotionally invested in it. And by the end, I actually cried for the characters. <gasps> so, yeah, it's a good movie, but it's also a bit of a ripoff of Nick Cage's The Family Man, where he's given a glimpse of Such what his life. a good movie. Yeah. So it's the same thing where this woman gets a glimpse of what her life would have been had these things not happened. Um, she would have ended up marrying, like, the girl that she loved. Um, but instead, she it's starting out with uh, she's about to get married to a man, and the in-laws are terrible and she's really rethinking her life. And then she meets the guardian angel (laughs) that gives her the glimpse at this other life. Um, But yeah, the reasons that the other life didn't happen were really dark. And then there's this whole religious factor where, you know, they're a same sex couple and they want to get married in the church and there's all of those issues. So too real. Yeah, it was, it was pretty heavy, but so if you're looking for, you know, the fluff Christmas movie, this isn't it, but um, no fluff. There. It was still a good movie. <laughs> so I had to, I had to keep looking. I'm like, okay, I made the three. I watched it, but I needed more. Mm. Well, uh, I guess I'll switch to one that is uh, really, if you go on Netflix, like this is their, I think maybe their first original Christmas movie, or at least really the first one that like went crazy since then there's been two sequels the christmas prince then there's the second one and then there's a third one about a baby there are so many of these christmas prince movies and um it's i wouldn't say it's low budget but i wouldn't say it's high budget either so it's about this girl who from the states uh an american which is a reoccurring theme um who goes to I forget which country she goes to she goes to some country and she is an undercover reporter and she goes to um try she ends up being mistaken for the nanny of the the new palace right so she goes like oh they think I'm the nanny that's supposed to be coming from America and like oh I can get a really good scoop by being in the castle and pretending to be a nanny and she first meets the prince, and he has a big beard, and he seems gruff. And the next time she sees the prince, he's clean-shaved. So it's like it's like this perfect romance trope of, you know, the, uh, the forbidden romance that turns into something magical. And, uh, yes, yeah, spoilers. Like, spoilers, every holiday movie. I'm just going to say how it ends because that's the reason why you watch holiday fluff, in my opinion, is to have a feel-good ending. So uh, if you don't want to know how these movies end, I apologize, but please keep listening. Um, So Christmas Prince was good, and it's really well known, but in my opinion, Netflix's best Christmas fluff is The Princess Switch with Vanessa Hudgens, and she has become like the leading lady of Netflix holiday fluff movies. She has many. She just came out with the sequel, Princess Switched 2, Switched Again, which is like the best title. (laughs) So who who came up with that title? They're like, oh, it's brilliant. (laughs) It's so long. (laughs) so bad. (laughs) 
Um, and she's also, side note, in um, another one called A Christmas Night about a knight coming to the future yes. for Christmas. But The Princess Switch. Lauren, you watched this, right? Yes, okay. I did. I watched them both. Oh, really? Yes. Yes, yes I did. <laughs> okay, we're totally going to spoil these, but they are so good. They definitely watch them. They're so fun. They're charming. Um, yeah, charmingly bad. They really are. <laughs> And good. Yeah, and we're so ridiculous. Um, I, the, with the first one, I realized we are, we started in Chicago and we, story, her bakery's not really getting the visibility that it should. And she's been secretly entered in this baking contest in this made up country. No gravy. Um, <laughs> so good. Yeah. Within five minutes, we're in another country. <laughs> You know, like at first she says, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And then she runs into her old boyfriend, which she's having trouble getting over. And, you know, he's got a new girlfriend and right away she just says, like, that's her turning point. Well, I'm, I'm going to this bakery baking contest in, in this other country. So I got to go. <laughs> literally, we're in another country, not even five minutes into the film. And I'm like, that's pretty, pretty wonderful. Yeah. And it's not just like any country. It's like fairy tale fantasy, uh, gingerbread Europe. <laughs> it's just like a, it totally it's like a Disney film. Um, even even complete with um, a Christmas village. The Christmas village. They just show up, right? Because they're like holiday sightseeing for this like international, world renowned baking competition in Belgravia, and like. She's like, oh, I'm one of the bakers. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. This movie had everything. It has the spirit of Christmas, who is like this like older gentleman who'll just like show up as like the, uh, what's that called? Like deus machina? Like he just shows up to save the day and like point her towards her destiny. Um, the super hot friend who's like always been in love with her, but like it's unrequainted. Oh, and the best part of the princess switch double Vanessa Hudgens as both the baker and the con the count lady Margaret, Delacour. Um, lady Margaret Delacour of whatever country she's from. <laughs> yeah. Moldova, Moldavia, Moldavia, something like that. <laughs> it's crazy. Which is also apparently a neighboring country of the Christmas Prince because they show up in <laughs> Princess Switch 2, switched again. They have a full-on cameo, which I just, I'm like. I think Netflix is cool. trying to, like, Avengers, like, universe franchise this. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so good. <laughs> they just keep expanding. They did it in both uh, Princess Princess Switches because in the first one, she, they they sit down to watch a Christmas film and the Netflix uh, <laughs> holiday movie page comes up and it's got all of them on there. I'm like, well, that's a smart little plug right there. Uh, yeah, I found this really charming. I, you know, know Vanessa Hudson from um, High School Musical, really. So it's been a long time and she's still pretty charming. Her fake accent as like, whatever kind of British accent she had is pretty horrendous. Um, it's on real thick and real heavy, but you know, she's hamming it. And like, she's working, working the ham, Christmas ham. Yeah. Uh, 
It is such a joy and so much fun. And um, I'm so happy they made the sequel. <laughs> so same. Yeah, it, it's totally um, Christmas Prince meets Parent Trap. <gasps> she she parent she parent she does. <laughs> no, right? she's... because they switch, they cut each other's hair. Even mm -hmm. or you know, she gets the mm -hmm. haircut. That that was kind of the one thing for me where I was like, well, this is ridiculous for the character because if um, the mm -hmm. Baker version, Stacy, if she is so like regimented and um, you know she's not spontaneous, I I doubted that she would so quickly accept you know, the switch, if she also had to chop off her hair so drastically. Yeah, it was. I was like, eh, maybe. Yeah. And, but to be fair, like, I'm also like, how would you not notice if you were, you had like your best friend switched? But like, how often does that really happen? Not off. I don't think ever. Maybe. I don't think that's a real thing. No. Yeah. No, it's just, it's just a book <laughs> ploy. Um. Yeah. <laughs> but. And they also, like, tried to say it was because they were, like, distant cousins, that they were identical, mm -hmm. which I think is just, like, a funny thing they decided to just throw in there for all the people who are all like, but why? And they're like, oh, they're distant cousins. <laughs> you know, some old count moved to America. <laughs> it's just, ah, so good. Yeah, I loved the third version of them in Princess Switched 2, Switched Again, where we got the, uh, the her other cousin, the- Sophia? The Lady Margaret's cousin, <laughs> yes. And she's like the jet setter, but she's actually like run out of her inheritance and she's got a, <laughs> she's got her minions like pickpocketing pick people and stuff like that. But I just loved her character. I actually- <laughs> I really hated how that character would like lick her teeth. It was a very direct choice <laughs> as an actress that she made to like do that for the character. And I thought it was so odd, but like, I guess when you're already playing two other characters in a movie, you have to like really push extremes. Well, it was a story. Here's a story character moment when it comes to world building, um, you know, really for them all to feel different you have to push them as extreme as you can. So like Margaret, Lady Margaret, super proper, super stiff-backed. Uh, Stacy is like very Chicago American. Like that's an easy thing to make fun of. And then Sophia is like this Paris Hilton kind of figure, you know, it's just party all the time and sassy eye looks and... It was it was super fun. I think I I was really skeptical after watching it the first watching it and I was like, "Oh, I think I like the first one better." But the more I think about Switched Again, um the more it grows on me. I think I'll definitely watch both every year. Well, the production value oh, was so much impressive. money. I mean, goodness, those castles and everything the decorations, it was really beautiful. Nothing felt cheesy about, you know, any set that they were in or, um, you know, it was really, really well done. I, I agree. It really was. I was surprised. Um, but I think, I think Netflix is really kind of doubling down 
on the holiday movies, they saw how many people watched the first one and Christmas Prince. And since then, there's so many. I'm not sure how many on Netflix are original, but um, they have such a huge collection. Um, speaking of, I'm just going to throw it out there real quick, since I know I've been talking a lot about Netflix. On Hulu, <laughs> there is a movie I have to give a shout out to called, um, oh crap, is it A Ghost for Christmas or A Christmas Ghost? And it's totally like a hot ghost. <laughs> so that one was also just ridiculous and I highly recommend it. Um, just, it had no good plot. It was terrible. It was just the premise was so hilarious. It kept me going the whole time. <laughs> that yeah. sounds like fun. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Um, I think I will also watch the princess switch every, every year because it, it was so fun and it's just lighthearted. And as long as you don't take it too seriously, like I'm saying, you know, like character motivation, like would she really cut her hair? You really can't ask those questions. Like you have to just take it for what it is. Um, because then if you really think about it too much, like at the end of the film and they find out that she's been lying to everybody basically. And it's, it's not Margaret, it's not lady Margaret, it's Stacy. Uh, how are the townspeople going to feel like the, all the orphanage, you know, orphans and the, oh, the orphans the that she's lied to? I love orphans. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like before he says, the prince says, oh, you know, Lady Margaret and myself are going to come and visit every month. Well, what's he going to say now? Oh, it's just me and Stace <laughs> now. <laughs> no more lady. Yeah, he was very accepting of the fact that she was pretending to be a lady who's royalty, essentially, from another country. And, like, it's fine because it's a match. And, like, and they get married so fast. Well, oh, in one year. One, he gets down on one knee at the end. Spoiler, obviously. He gets down on, the prince gets down on one knee at the end. He pulls out a ring box and he says stacy if you still love me in one year <laughs> will you marry me and become princess or some crap like that and it's just so <laughs> i don't even know why they did that because like you might as well just go the whole shebang and just like will you marry me now because like yeah because the they're trying it. to be like well <laughs> yeah. she wouldn't marry someone right away but like then they cut to the wedding anyways. <laughs> so, I don't know. It was such an interesting choice. Yeah. I did actually kind of appreciate it in some way because I thought, I don't know. I, it is so ridiculous. Like, she wouldn't get married on the next day. Like, she was about to say no regardless. <laughs> no, it's true. Um, but then they, they're like, well, maybe if we make it a year, it would seem more plausible for this character to accept. Uh, so interesting. I'd love to talk to whoever, if anyone listening knows who was the screenwriters for that first movie and knows them, let me know. Because I would love to pick the person's brain who wrote that. Because it seems so interesting. I wonder how much Netflix was involved. I wonder, I wonder so much. Yeah. 
if it started from a pitch mm-hmm. or what because really like how would you pitch that it's it's the christmas prince meets the parent trap like if you had to like elevator pitch it okay <laughs> and baking <laughs> and baking yes speaking of writing actually all of these movies really um inspire me to write something like this i mean i would love to just like yeah. sit down and write a fun little christmas novella romance you know not like the usual stuff that i write like nobody dies there's no there's yeah. no fighting <laughs> yeah me too i think it would be really fun because like you, both of us kind of write fantasy and to a degree high fantasy because it's really complicated and it has um a bunch of races and unique worlds to a degree. And uh, these kind of movies are just slice of life meets fantasy, essentially, because you don't watch it for reality. No one wants to like, you're never going to, I'm sorry to break it to anyone here. You're never going to go to another country and be mistaken for a lady and marry a prince in a in a year (laughs) but like definitely a fairy tale they're fairy tales yeah that's so fun yeah they're they're fairy tales set in the modern world and then offset in a (laughs) made-up country i wonder why they're all americans like it's always an american meeting a a royal right i don't maybe it's because it's the uh u.s audience you know to connect the watchers in America, mm-hmm. the, you know, the viewership here, make it more appealing and say, well, maybe someday <laughs> I could go there, meet yeah. someone. Maybe it's also because we, minus when we were part of Britain, uh, we never really had a monarchy or like most of our cultural identity isn't kind of around that. So like when you put us in a country that has this tradition, like we're fishes out of water, <laughs> no one knows proper etiquette or, cause I imagine if you grew up in Britain, like you would kind of understand what a lady is. I just think of lady in the tramp and like, that's, <laughs> that's not the same. <laughs> Definitely not the same. She was also a lady. So <laughs> it is really um i feel like it's just such a wonderful way to bring in the christmas spirit you know and watch something just for the fun of it yeah you know there's a lot of dramatic movies out there that um you know they take a lot of attention and they really make you think a lot and they're wonderful and but sometimes it's nice to just watch something and just enjoy it and say, this is, this is yeah. nice, but I love it. I, I really find these moving. I find this genre of movies so appealing because there's something really safe about it. Like if it is this genre, <laughs> you know, there's going to be a happy ending. You know, the people who love each other are going to end up together and everything's going to be happily ever after. Very same to fairy tales. And, you know, it's a very, kind of warm, fuzzy feel uh, about them. And in a world right now that is getting better, hopefully, um, after getting worse, uh, I, 
I feel like everyone just needs to sit down and watch like a holiday movie and chill out and enjoy life and just watch something strictly for entertainment. Nothing more than that. Something that will leave you maybe feeling hopeful, <laughs> whether it's real or not. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've always found them very special for that reason. Yeah, I definitely look forward to it as part of the Christmas mm -hmm. or holiday season every year because it it just kind mm -hmm. of softens everything. I feel like, you know, I feel like um, for some people the holidays can be very stressful for a lot of people probably yeah, um, yeah you know there's expectations from children and like things that they want or maybe family politics family issues and getting together and trying to leave things aside but you know spending time together to try and get past those issues it's just nice to have something that's just for fun that's just I can step out of all of those worries for a little bit and just enjoy this. Mm -hmm. And they're usually pretty good family viewing, you know, minus the one you watched, uh, New York Christmas, which might be a little dark for family viewing. But but generally, you know, um, you could multi-generational view uh, Christmas prints, not risque whatsoever. So... Definitely. I watched uh, the first Princess Switch with my six-year-old. Um, mm. So, and yeah, it was, yeah. It was great. Um, let's see. Oh, because uh, we have time, I'm going to talk about one more Christmas movie that I really like that I would just recommend to people. Uh, same, similar trope. It's called A Princess for Christmas. It's on Netflix, not a Netflix original. Um, but it has one of my favorite actors as one of his early uh, roles, uh, Sam Hugan, who from Outlander. Uh, it's, anyways, I've been, um, oh, I'll save that for the end. I haven't talked about what we're reading, so I'll save that for the end. Um, but he plays the prince in this uh, movie, and the lead actress is... Morgana from the BBC Merlin uh, series <laughs> um, from oh, yeah. like a while ago. I loved that series. It was so fun. But it's a very common trope. Uh, early 20s. I would say she's probably early 20s. Uh, Morgana. I'm sorry. I don't know her name. Um, she has a legal guardianship of her niece and nephew. Uh, so it's her two kids, and she works kind of jobs to try and, you know, raise them as if her sister would, um, even though they've passed. And then, you know, Christmas is coming, and she is really sweet at her job. And unfortunately, they don't need her anymore. No one shops at um, a vintage store. She, like, with antiquities. Um, so she gets fired. And she's like, oh, shucks, how am I going to do all these things and take care of these kids? And magically, at the door arrives a letter from their grandfather, who no one talks about. Um, and uh, grandfather on the, on the uh, dead sister's husband's side. It's complicated. It always gets complicated in movies. But anyway, he's a duke of some country. And... Uh, 
She doesn't answer. She's like, we want nothing to do with them. They disowned your parents because she was American. Uh, so they don't answer and things get harder and it gets closer to Christmas. And then all of a sudden a British man shows up at her door saying that the grandfather really wants her to visit and he's sick. You know, he just really wants to meet his grandkids. So the grandkids over here and they would love to go to this foreign country and live in a castle for a while for Christmas. Cut to, I'd say like 10 minutes in, not five. So it was a bit more build up. Cut to foreign country and fish out of water. They learn that the grandpa isn't dying and that was just a ploy to get them there. And he's stern and cross and doesn't like Christmas. And she is innocent and youthful and brings American optimism and enthusiasm into the castle. And uh, with her naivete, uh, charms everyone, including the prince who happens to be there. Um, the end. <laughs> and the grandpa <laughs> ends up happy. The prince ends up in love. And they all end up a family. Uh, it's just like, it's just a crazy movie. Um, it's not particularly well acted, even though it has good actors in it. But um, it looked like it was just so much fun to film. So I would recommend it. I think I actually did watch that one yeah. a year or two ago. It sounds uh, either that or the tropes are just so like. Familiar. And they're so ingrained. Like this is a great conversation just about like tropes because the holiday movie, like the holiday fluff film, that's all it is. It's the same thing over and over and over and over again. And slightly different, but we still watch it. Uh, so any of you people out there who want to write something that's inspired heavily by something else, but you put your own spin on, like, write it because it's different enough. <laughs> there's the framework there, and there's lots of um, things that mm -hmm. you can do to alter, you know, your various choices, but ultimately... You know, just like I was saying, within the first couple of minutes, usually we're switching locations. You know, but we get the first percentage, you know, I'm not sure how much, less than 5%, just a little bit of setup. And then they move us into that fantasy. This is what's yeah, actually the fish out of water, the whole. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's about the same for all of them just a little bit before and then we move you off and then then there's going to be you know the inciting incident where the mm -hmm. princesses meet for the princess switch where they see each other for the first time and lady margaret has the idea like that's the point in minutes it's the same mm -hmm. for all the different films just like in christmas prince when she becomes mistaken for the nanny and that's her opportunity to kind of infiltrate and get a scoop it's the same and then point pretty consistently both in princess switch and in christmas prince like the the conflict i think it would be you know the conflict is when they find out they aren't who they said they were and everything flips and that's usually like the high point of the entire movie there's not really any additional complications than the truth you know the truth comes out and then there's the resolution which is it doesn't matter that the people lied, which is, I guess, not the best resolution. 
but <laughs> not the greatest theme, but <laughs> yeah, that it, yeah. it's a common theme though. It's like, oh, by the way, I was yeah. lying. But my Sorry intentions were good. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so much fun. Well, speaking of reading now, uh, what are you So to go now? back to my current obsession, favorite actor, Sam Hugan, I am reading his, well, I'm listening to it on audiobook. So I guess that counts as reading. I'm listening to his new book called Clanlands, C-L-A-N-L-A-N-D-S. It is pretty much a, oh, what's the word? Not biography, but like um, journal entries of a Scottish um, RV trip, I guess. He and another um, actor <laughs> from Outlander did over two weeks, and they kind of talk about their experience going around in an RV together and drinking scotch and about the history and the different clans of the Scottish Highlands. So it's really interesting. It's great to listen to on audiobook because it is narrated by both the actors and they have such wonderful Scottish accent voices. So um, highly recommend it. It's been really fun to listen to. Though I admit like sometimes it gets a little heavy in accent and like I don't understand what they're saying, but it sounds great. So how about you? What are you reading, or if anything? Oh, I wish I was reading something right now. I am just about done with everything <gasps> for the book launch. Um, I know it's exciting, but it's been a lot of stress. Um, so I really haven't been reading anything. Um, oh, get your book launch yeah. in there. When Do you um, have an official date yet of when you're launching? Yes. It is now going to be December, December 10th. 10th. So... December 10th for pre-order. Um, the publisher had to push back the date a little bit because, um, you know, everything mm -hmm. that's going on with the pandemic, they are a little behind on everything so that everything runs smoothly. For pre-order. It's now the 10th uh, for, for pre-order, yes. Um, yeah. So, and I'm uh, sending out my first <gasps> newsletter tomorrow, Yay! which I'm very excited about. And, um, and then I'm going to be doing some bookish swag and all kinds of fun stuff. I'm really looking forward to mm -hmm. the, the crafty part of it because I've been doing so much stuff to make sure like things with the formatter are going all well, and, you know, the, the business. Yeah. Man, the, the technical business aspect of getting a book out the door is, um, is a lot, but. I'm on the tail end of it, light at the oh, end of the That tunnel, is so exciting. Uh, where can I pre-order your book? It will be easily ordered on Amazon. It should be also <gasps> on Barnes & Noble. Well, those are real websites. You... <laughs> I'm exciting. <laughs> yeah. You... It'll be oh. anywhere that you buy your books. So um, I could rattle off a whole <laughs> list of them, but I already forget them. You know, Kobo books, um, iBooks. It just depends on where you like to get your books. But I would say that most people, either it's Barnes and & Noble and or Amazon. So For one last time, what is the title and your author name? The title is Vail Vailborn. <laughs> My author name is Lauren Petrazilka. It is a exciting, sexy mm. fantasy adventure. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, there's a lot of different things going on. People, people ask me, oh, what's your book about? Nice. Everything. It's about everything. <laughs> uh, amazing. Yeah. I am so excited for your pre-orders. So, yay. <laughs> 
Thank you so much. And I also have a novella coming out at the same time, which is called Plight of the Sereni, and it is a prequel novella. So it's meant to be read after book one, because if you read it before, there'd be some spoilers in there. But it's, it's what happens right before the book and uh, tells a... Tells a story Ooh, from a different POV. Exciting. Well, yeah. you'll definitely, hopefully you will. <laughs> we're going to just keep talking about it all the time, you guys. So you should read it so you can talk <laughs> about it with us. Um, and, you know, that would be a really fun idea for an upcoming podcast, doing like a author chat or a author's roundtable. Yeah. Mm. Let's do that. It's like a Skeksis. Um, amazing well i think that's it for today uh you want to take us out lauren so thank you so much for listening today lore lovers follow us on our platforms we are laura l homan on instagram and lauren petrozilka on instagram our websites definitely www laurelhoman.com and make sure to sign up for her newsletter www.laurenpetrazilka.com and sign up for my newsletter as well please make sure you do so that you can stay up to date as new episodes are available remember to subscribe and rate our podcast as this will help us bring more great episodes to your wanting ear holes thank you for listening now go spread your love of lore read a book and watch some holiday fluff movies. <laughs>